0: Alright, and we're back for another episode of Inside Sports Fantasy Football. It's Joe Glassford coming right back at you here from Inside Sports Fantasy Football, Pop Culture Cosmos, the Lakers Fast Break, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our great shows. And if you can, please give us that five star review on Apple Podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do whatever you can to support Inside Sports Fantasy Football or my co-host shows as well he's gonna go ahead and give the big knockoff on as far as what he's doing on that show with his his awesome son so we're gonna go ahead and talk about that here in a sec but it is chris Lardieri and chris my main man the fantasy man chris Lardieri. chris i cannot thank you enough for being back once again mom what's up with your later show gotta go ahead get fill us in fill us in
1: Thank you. Domination sports nation. That's Dom dash in You can find us on Apple, Spotify, Google anchor, wherever you find your great podcasts and uh, back to doing the show once a week. We'll be taping another episode tomorrow night. My son, Dom and I uh, do the father-son thing, Gen X versus Gen Z, I guess, take on sports. And uh, talking a lot of NFL, my son uh, just finished watching the Heat-Celtics game. I'm sure he'll have some good takes on that. And uh, we try and throw in a fantasy football or even a Madden take or two during the show to keep the kids happy.
0: And I've been covering the NBA playoffs each and every game with my good friend Rafael Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies. That's on the Lakers fast break. Wherever you get your wherever you get your podcast as well. My goodness, not the best weekend if you had a top running back in the at or near the, the top of the draft this past weekend because injuries galore. It was going to happen sometime, and it happened this weekend in the NFL. My friend will start off with the big news two major injuries to two of the top three running backs, at least that was going into this year and Saquon Barkley and also Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey got that dreaded high ankle sprain that could possibly have him out for a month and a half, maybe even two months because sometimes those things don't heal right. So I want to hear your thoughts on Christian McCaffrey and how damaging that was before we even go into the major injury of the weekend.
1: Yeah, I, I think this is gonna really hurt his fantasy owners. Uh, someone, uh, someone who had Saquon Barkley last year with a similar ankle injury, and he was out. And even if he did play, I, I don't think he was a hundred percent healthy. He's a gamer and all, but uh, that's that's the key. McCaffrey may want to come back sooner than later, but will he be effective on a, on that bum ankle? I think not. So if I'm a Bar, uh, uh, McCaffrey owner. I've got to be worried right now. I know a lot of people say, well, go get Mike Davis. Um, I remember, I'm going to date myself here, Mike Davis was an outfielder with the Oakland A's back in the day. Uh, Don't know much about his uh, running back namesake, but uh, I guess you got to take what you can get. So, uh, yeah, in most leagues, those guys went one, two. And uh, if you can't get Davis, I think you've uh, got other running backs that could be out there, but... You know, as we've said, even going into this season, there probably would be injuries, but I don't think anyone in fantasy land saw this coming this soon.
0: No, I didn't. And I didn't actually see the big, big injury most of all. And that was Saquon uh, Barkley (sighs) tearing that ACL. Was it ACL and PCL or is it just the ACL?
1: Last I heard was ACL, but you know what? Uh, as a uh, long-suffering Giants fan, um, as soon as I saw him clutching his knee and uh, they suspected an ACL, that's about all I can read up on it, Gerald. It hits a, it's a little too close to home.
0: That it does, my friend. And unfortunately, as a Giants fan, it's not good news for you. And unfortunately, as someone who picked Saquon Barkley on his team of four quarterbacks, which right now is – in desperate times for me so to speak because i need to fill up that roster with some depth and i've got the trademarkers out there for three of my quarterbacks so i want to go ahead and ask you this now i understand we tell people it's not the time to hit the panic button but at least it's time to start taking some action
1: absolutely you know to to kind of give it the weather analogy you know the storm is coming so it's time to uh Get those shutters put on your windows and tape up the windows. So uh, definitely be proactive. And in your case, it's ironic. We talked about last week how you could use one of your solid QBs as trade bait. So you're ahead of the game. You've taken our own advice. Um, I think, too, if uh, you've got a top running back that's gotten hurt like a Barkley or McCaffrey, there's going to be slim pickings out there on waivers. You know the vultures will try and go and and block. I mean, I've got Raheem Mostert in one league. We got lucky enough to get Jarek McKinnon. How about this, Gerald? Uh, an old school tactic. You know, we've been playing fantasy close to two decades now. Uh, the handcuff. Remember when that happened? You'd get a a star running back and you'd pick his backup on the fourteenth or fifteenth round and then stash him on the bench. And now in new modern fantasy football world people don't like that well i'm gonna say you need to do that um if you've got even an austin eckler go get joshua kelly's not only is he getting touches he could have some value for you maybe as a a bi-week villain or something but if eckler goes down you've got his starter and a guy you know is going to be more than a serviceable fantasy running back so um start looking now so even if you've got a healthy running back go find out who his backup is and snag him now stash him on your bench i don't care if you have to waste a spot uh this is we're heading into week 3 of fantasy football and we're already starting to hit the alarm bell right
0: i know i am hold on boo boo yeah i'm hitting it right now with all <laughs> the certainty that i can because of the fact that he was my major anchor at the running back position and when he goes down, I was, I've was i won leagues before with a multitude of quarterbacks either that I couldn't trade off during the course of the season. But I understand that it leaves me with little depth. But I've gambled before, and it's paid off. And I've won leagues with this scenario before. But right now, I'm on the outside looking in because I need a way to go ahead and fill up my roster. You're right. For, I can tell you in the leagues that I'm in that it was slim pickings. And McKinnon's already gone like that, but I'm trying to fill it up as as best I can. But I do have those trade markers out there and seeing if I can go ahead and cash in on that depth at quarterback I now have.
1: the so that's the wise move. And, and that's all you can do in your predicament. Um, one thing I'd also throw out there, uh, you, know, you look at teams and the Rams are, have already embraced this. They've got a uh, running back by committee of three. And it looks like each week it's going to be a different guy, next man up. Uh, A name I'll throw out there, I I have him in one league. I've been stashing him as Cam Akers. He hurt his ribs. I don't think it's anything serious from what I've read and heard out here in L.A. But um, who knows, maybe in a week or two, he's a flavor of the month in Sean McVay's rotation. So those are the type of guys you need to look for. Um, And and I'm, I'm saying this not as a Giants fan, but putting my fantasy hat back on. Devontae Freeman. I mean, he's frustrated me in in, in the past. Yeah, but the Giants have committed a substantial amount of money to a guy who's going to be a fill-in running back this year. I really don't think they're just going to have him in a rotation with Wayne Gallman, who hasn't proved himself even last year when Barkley got hurt. Or Deion Lewis, who was really more of a uh, pass catcher, third down back. So I think it's worth taking a flyer on someone like that. He may not be great, but if he's a number one running back, he's getting you touches. He'll get you a cheap touchdown here and there. It's better than having someone in a share situation
0: you don't give him three million dollars to come off the street and just be a backup
1: exactly and you know the eagles were in a i guess in on it too and the giants said no nah, we want this guy so they paid up well Rockout had a question for you my friend
0: kelly or jared mckinnon for a flex full ppr
1: uh this week i would go with mckinnon i know kelly's getting the touches and the panthers have a weak defense but uh Like I said, as a Giants fan, I think McKinnon's going to get the carries. The 49ers, they're kind of hiding out in West Virginia right now as opposed to making that cross-country trip to the Meadowlands two consecutive weeks. Even if Garoppolo's banged up, I just think they're going to run the ball down the Giants' throats. And and let's not forget... McKinnon at one time was a nice fantasy running back. Not the greatest, but you know, when, he, when he got his opportunities, he would score you some points. So uh, I think he'll do well behind the combination of the 49ers O line and the Giants defense. While improved, uh, still not a quality squad on that side of the ball.
0: That's for sure, my friend. But that's a great question, Rockout. And again, I thank you so much for subscribing last time out. I truly appreciate you coming back to watch us right here at Inside Sports Fantasy Football. We'll be right back with more fantasy football. For the latest news and information, analysis, and opinions on the Los Angeles Lakers and the NBA, check out the Lakers Fast Break podcast today on wherever you get your podcasts. I want to ask you this, my friend, when it comes to what we're seeing in San Diego, I'm sorry hear it again like last year <laughs> Los Angeles Charger the nice new fancy new stadium that they're playing in right now Tyrod Taylor uh, man that just I got a feel for the guy because I guess upon in, it just an examination by the doctor he got punctured uh, popped a lung uh, in through the ribs couldn't breathe had to be taken to the hospital their first round draft pick you're in the game buddy he couldn't even believe it, and he throws for four TDs and 300 yards. I understand he's not going to repeat that performance as much, at least in his first year, obviously, as a rookie, but could this be a situation where you say, maybe we should go ahead and throw the kid in there and see what we got?
1: I think it could, And and after the game, I found it odd that Anthony Lynn said that Taylor is a starter. Well, now we know why. And then let's back up a little bit, even going back to the San Diego days, which you seem to fondly remember. Um, it's got the, it the stuck Char- in my brain. Yeah, I mean, how, how can you not? They uh, they were really a fixture down there. I could, be, more, there. I could be a lot more for me. mean
0: and say the Carson Chargers.
1: <laughs> yeah, even Chargers fans want to forget those days. But uh, look, the the their medical staff, trainers, doctors, they've had issues with injuries in the past, and now this. I mean... The only thing i could think of other than uh you know the unfortunate incompetence of the puncture into the lung by that doctor is uh do you really think justin herbert pulled a tanya harding and had this arranged i i don't know i shouldn't say that that's a bad joke but um i could see why lynn said taylor is the starter or there's kind of a liability issue there i guess uh you really can't blame him for getting a bad needle to the long but bigger picture uh, look herbert played really well for not knowing until minutes before the game that he was a starter going up against the defending super bowl champs and uh really playing well and showing some mobility too i mean i know he made one boneheaded throw he got picked on but um i say why not you know it's kind of like that Lou Gehrig thing where wally pip uh, wasn't feeling well one day and then the uh consecutive game streak began i'm not saying Herbert is Lou Gehrig, but sometimes opportunity presents itself in strange ways, so I think it's worth, if you're in a, a league where quarterbacks are thin, pick up Herbert, stash him away. You, you're looking what's happening with Joe Burrow in Cincinnati. He's really been playing well. He threw uh, three touchdowns on Thursday night against the Browns. Who's to say Herbert, who's got a lot of weapons with the Chargers, couldn't do the same down the road in the season?
0: I think Justin Herbert looked great, and I think the future's bright for him. I couldn't agree with you more. I just think that's going to be something that people are going to have to look at. And if you need a quarterback at the end of the bench, you're not in my league and you won't trade. I guess Justin Herbert is a great place to start because I think by the end of the season that Tyrod Taylor health or no health is going to be sitting down. I think they're going to put Justin Herbert in the lineup.
1: I agree. When you take a, a pick that high on a quarterback that you believe in, um, you've got to let him play you've got to let him get the reps and uh frankly i don't think he's that much of a downgrade from tyrod taylor i think he brings a, an added dimension to that offense and as someone who uh owns keenan allen and mike williams um i'd really like someone who could throw the ball a little more
0: well hopefully the san diego oh los angeles <laughs> chargers uh will hopefully be- Get everything squared away. I mean, you obviously don't like to see that with Tyrod Taylor, but this could be the opening that the team sorely needs with Justin Herbert and the future coming sooner rather than later. So, looking forward to it. Rockout had another question Aaron Rodgers or Gardner Minshew? I told him since I'm a big fan of Aaron Rodgers these past couple years, I understand he wasn't, uh, he was extremely accurate last year, but he wasn't prolific and the number of touchdowns that he had, but my God, he did. He have a gaudy TD interception ratio last year. And this year he's doing even better because I think he's just even more determined with who they drafted. I think that just gave him all the impetus in the world. So I'm going for Aaron Rodgers, but I know Gardner Minshew is proving a lot of people that maybe Jacksonville should look at another position outside of drafting just a quarterback.
1: (laughs) Yeah, uh, well, I would tend to agree with you with Rodgers. I don't think you can go wrong with either one this week. The uh, fact that Jacksonville plays the Dolphins on Thursday night, um, I think that could benefit Minshew, if anything. you know, we, We've we seen this in the past where the play can be a little bit lackluster, and as we saw this past Thursday night, the points were up plenty as the defenses ran out of gas in the fourth quarter. So uh, I think it's a toss-up, but uh, I'm really impressed with what Minshew's done. Um, doesn't have a heck of a lot of talent down there in jacksonville but he makes the most of it i mean uh if you ask me sharks really developed as a nice fantasy receiver for instance and uh we even had a chris thompson sighting at running back right so uh it may not be a good team but for fantasy purposes uh as we say it's not the same as on the field performance and uh the jags got some nice options for, for those in, in fantasy world
0: absolutely but i i think aaron Rodgers has a top five quarterback year left you know on him and i think this could be very well be the year that you see another top five quarterback possibly even mvp quarterback performance from him i understand right now that russell wilson and kyler murray and there's some other great uh quarterbacks right now getting most of the pub but my gosh aaron Rodgers is not too far behind
1: (laughs) absolutely not and uh, as a devontae freeman uh adams owner excuse me um i hope he's healthy and i know aaron Rodgers does for his sake too
0: absolutely and i I just want to say this my friend that's a great way to go and keep those questions coming rock out anytime you need it you can also hit up chris at any point in time with your fantasy questions on twitter at chris l sports anybody out there if you have any questions please hit him up with that or me you can go ahead and hit up at pop culture cosmo or also as well is fantasy football at yahoo.com or there you go inside sports ff on twitter as well but just want to go ahead and mention real quick is there any games for this weekend because we obviously saw a lot of things going down in NFL week two in regards to injuries for san francisco do you see those translating to be a problem for fantasy owners in week three
1: It's always a risk. And I think what really worried me is, uh, you know, the 49ers came out and complained about the turf at MetLife stadium against the jets. And, uh, I guess, uh, I had heard in passing, there was some, I don't know if it was a former doctor or trainer that analyzed the key injuries, including McCaffrey and Barkley. And I think, uh, in all cases with those big name players that got hurt, they were due to contact. So, um, limited training camp, no preseason games, turf, whatever theory you want to throw out there. It was just one of those fluky weeks. I mean, you probably could throw in there. These guys not having the reps might not help as much, but I mean, is that why Barkley is twisting his knee and tearing an ACL. I don't think so, but I think it's something to still be concerned about. We're only in week three. A lot of these guys aren't really in game shape, even in normal seasons when there are four preseason games and the starters aren't playing much, you know, by the end of September, they're finally getting their feet under them. So I think it's always a risk be prepared with your bench and your waiver wire transactions and act accordingly. Uh, in terms of on the field games, I had mentioned, um, even with the 49ers being limited going up against the giants. uh, I I really don't expect the giants to be able to stop San Francisco much this week, especially if Garoppolo plays. Um, I think the New York jets are emerging as the potential front runners in the tank for Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes this year. If, uh, If you've got any fantasy players going up against them this week, it's the Colts. I think they're a start. Um, Nassim Hines was a dud last week. I recommended him. I take full responsibility for that, but it looks like Jonathan Taylor is emerging as a starter in Indy. I think he should have a nice game against the Jets. And then two, a uh, guy we stashed up in waivers after week one, Cam Newton had a phenomenal game against the Seahawks. Um, running passing and and let's face it gerald he doesn't have a heck of a lot of options he's got some decent receivers but not the talent around him like a russell wilson has um i i think with the raiders coming to town that's a guy cam newton's a guy that if you need a quarterback I, i'd venture to say you should be starting him every week unless you've got someone like a, a lamar a mahomes someone like that who's like a, a superstar fantasy talent i mean cam's easily a top 10 quarterback right now you've got start him. Stardom. i know the raiders played well in their debut and their beautiful death star this past monday night but uh by no means do i think they're a defensive juggernaut and cam can definitely get you points throwing or running i said on
0: the journey with the jay shows that i was on earlier today and i said that Death Star it looked like they were sucking up with the tractor beam the New Orleans Saints like the Death Star (laughs) in Star Wars did for the Millennium Falcon just like sucked them right up and just sucked them right in into playing bad football I think it was more of a case of New Orleans Saints playing down than the Las Vegas Raiders playing
1: up yeah, and we we can't say the Saints are spending any time in the bars the night before the game because they weren't even open. So yeah. I guess your tractor beam theory would probably hold more water there.
0: There you go, indeed. Once again, I'm on. The- <laughs> 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 Once again, I'm on with my good friend Chris Sardieri from Inside Sports. You got to go ahead and check out what he's doing today at Chrisell Sports on Twitter. Our competition continues, my friend. The Pick'Em Challenge that we'll go ahead and I'll stop by the Facebook page for Inside Sports this weekend on Saturday. I'll go ahead and I'll announce your picks and I'll announce mine. But after two weeks, the total is your five and one and wouldn't you know I'm five and one as well.
1: I'm glad we're out to the gate out of the gate well uh with with a nice record. It's a lot better than saying we're both two and three, so hey i'll take it good job by you i mean when you have a two in one week and uh you lose ground i mean that's pretty impressive uh hoping here the odds makers still remain on our side and keep giving us some juicy lines that we think are are easy for teams to cover um you know i uh went out on a limb picked the giants last week they almost won that game outright but uh yeah if it weren't for the bears missing a late field goal i could have easily lost the cover on that and you'd be up a game on me
0: well there you go but the luck was with you again my friend so we'll wait and see this weekend on saturday for what's going to happen as far as our picks for the Pick 'Em challenge on saturday For week three in the nfl but before we head on out and before we head to woof 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 the doghouse want to go and hear your thoughts on fantasy matchups you're looking forward to or you might want to give advice to people on for week three in the nfl i'll
1: tell you what from a football fan perspective and a a fantasy perspective this uh rams bills game should be interesting um I, I think, you know, we mentioned earlier the Rams have this uh, kind of running back by committee. On the Bill side, Stefan Diggs emerged. Uh, you know, it looks like he's already paying dividends in that big offseason trade with the Vikings. Are but you buying like- in
0: on Josh Allen?
1: that's that's what i'm about to get to you know uh two much maligned quarterbacks over the past few years josh allen and jared goff have quietly put off nice numbers i mean they're not uh lights out at this point but they're progressing every week i mean we know allen can run with the ball but now he's doing more with his arm too and i feel like too he's got a a, a nice running back rotation there i happen to own zach moss uh, in two leagues so i think he's someone to keep your eye on there but um You know, with the Rams making that cross-country trip, they decided to head back to L.A. this week and then come back east to Orchard Park. Um, Not sure how that will affect them or their defense. So we could potentially see some points scored here as it looks like both offenses are really in sync. Um, Goff looks like the Goff from the Super Bowl year. And I think Allen has so far eliminated the dumb mistakes, like the infamous ones in the wild card game last year uh, against the Houston Texans. So I think those are two quarterbacks that, uh, like I said, you don't own an elite quarterback. I'd feel very comfortable about starting either of those guys this week, given how they've played and the fact that uh, weather won't be a factor. I say give them both a go if you have to.
0: There you go. Uh, That's a good, that's some really good advice. So that's probably the one place I would start as well. I mean, there are other good matchups here coming up this weekend, but I think for a lot of people right now, they need to go ahead and check that out. far as if they have any Rams or bills players, but is there any one player you're spotlighting or maybe a couple players that you're spotlighting for week three in the NFL?
1: (laughs) gonna give you a deep sleeper uh we managed to get him in one league russell gage from the atlanta falcons i just and look, picked I
0: could him up yes.
1: excellent work so i uh, gotta hand it to my son um he had kind of tipped me off to this and we looked into it and uh He's gotten, I want to say it's 21 or 22 targets in the first two weeks from Matt Ryan. And look, again, is football fantasy football? No. The Falcons, in my opinion, are a disgrace for blowing that lead. But am I surprised? No. Uh, Should Dan Quinn be fired? I don't know. But if Matt Ryan keeps throwing the ball... I want Russell Gage. Yeah, they've got Julio. They've got Calvin Ridley, but Gage is clearly emerging as the number three wide receiver. When you get that many targets, someone likes you. There's some sort of chemistry, and the offense is is going your way. Uh, how about the fact that he missed out on a 46-yard touchdown bomb that he threw to Julio Jones, only to have Julio drop it? So uh, this guy, too, who knows, down the road, he might even throw a touchdown for you. I haven't looked deep enough into his background to see if he was a QB in high school or college, but uh, I-, I like the versatility at the very least. So he's a guy as a wide receiver three. I think you play. We're we're going to end up playing him this week, uh, it looks like, and uh, I think he continue that. Um, keeping with our earlier theme in the show, God forbid Jones or or Ridley get banged up, this guy's going to get even more looks in the offense. This is the type of guy not only you can plug in as a starter, especially this week, I think he's got a favorable matchup, but down the road, stash him on your bench. You're going to need it come those middle weeks of the football season.
0: And with Atlanta going ahead and uh, just going ahead and throwing the ball more than any other, are they second i think they're either first or second in the league as far as attempts are concerned so uh, i'm telling you what my friend it's it's going to be very interesting to see what's going on with that and whether or not dan quinn will be fired because if dan quinn's fired i have a feeling they're going to go totally i don't say they're going to ditch the offense but i think they're going to go into a different direction more running a little bit more conservative
1: yeah hard to say i mean a lot of that's based on uh who the interim coach would be but let's face it uh week two yeah it was a bad loss strange things have happened but i still think that's a little too early to pull the plug on a coach in the nfl unless you know he has some sort of meltdown or ends up on social media in a negative way i I don't i don't see it happening right now they go out the gate 0 and 4 0 and 6 0 and 8 then yeah that's fair game but not after two weeks
0: absolutely indeed we may be headed to the replay booth but we'll be right back with inside sports fantasy Football. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. I see the potential for basically like another Netflix kind of paradigm shift where here comes this other major player, they have a ton of resources, Apple could change the way that entertainment is consumed. They say it's the only time this year that you'll have stars from each brand battling each other. And we know it's not going to be the case, but they like to say that and more power to them, I guess. Well, it's a big first step bringing all those superheroes together. There were definitely some parts of the movie that I that I really enjoyed. And then there were some parts that I thought just kind of fell short of expectation.
1: Part of it has to be something to do with how it's being promoted. And this is a
0: thing where audiences do not agree with critics. That's the Pop Culture Cosmos show,
1: and the PCC Multiverse every week on Apple Podcasts
0: and over a dozen of your favorite streaming and podcasting options. Well, my friend, it's been great having you on so far, and I appreciate your input as always. And you've got some awesome analysis once again, right here at Inside Sports Fantasy Football. But before we head on out, you know we got to take that walk, right over to woof woof woof, right over to the doghouse.
1: Well, Gerald, you said I gave you an excellent analysis. Full disclosure and fairness, I haven't given you an excellent analysis with my doghouse picks the last two weeks. That's okay. uh, In my defense, and it's a hollow defense, I would have covered with the Patriots had uh, Bill Belichick not decided to go for two way too early in the game, in my opinion. Or they had a halfway decent play call on the last play of the game. I still Whole at the time, they should roll Cam out. They're going to stuff him here if he tries to sneak it. And look what happened. But oh well, those are the breaks in gambling, right? Uh, I'm going to go back to Seattle for my doghouse pick this week. No, I'm I'm not taking the Seahawks. They're laying four and a half against the Dallas Cowboys. And uh, just to show you my objectivity, Gerald, I'm not a Cowboys fan. You should know that by now, being a Giants fan. But uh, I, I do feel the way the Cowboys performed in the second half of that comeback against the Falcons. Uh, Dak Prescott looks like he's the real deal fantasy wise as a quarterback this year. I'm not going to give you any editorial commentary on how much he should get paid or what Jerry Jones should do with him next year. But I like what he's doing in the fantasy world. I wonder who called
0: that in the preseason.
1: I don't know. I've, I've got selective amnesia, someone on this show, but, uh, so, uh, Look, um, I wasn't that impressed with the Seahawks' defense. You could talk all you want about Russell Wilson. He's playing phenomenal. Everyone wants to annoy him MVP out of week two. But uh, knowing a lot of the history of these two teams when they face off, they tend to be close games regardless of where the game is played. Uh, The Seahawks not being able to stop Cam and uh, limited wide receivers and not a heck of a lot of running back talent. What do you think Dak, Zeke, Cooper, cd lamb Gallup are going to do against this secondary jamal adams is a, a nice player but he's only one guy back there so uh i'll take the four and a half i think at the very least like i thought last week it'll be a close game if they end up losing by four you've got that extra half point cushion but frankly i wouldn't be surprised if the uh cowboys pull off the upset outright in a in a shootout is what i'm anticipating but that remains to be seen
0: I loved the internet sometimes, especially Twitter, when you go there and you see the memes of the great Samuel L. Jackson, one of my favorite actors in all of Hollywood, wearing the Falcon's jersey and so happy and just so full of joy in the first half when it was 20 to nothing. And then you see in the bottom half (laughs) (laughs) shouting or saying or thinking is... Line that he probably says better than anybody else—an expletive. It was forty thirty-nine for the Dallas Cowboys. Oh my gosh, I feel so sorry for him because I, you know, I just absolutely just love his work and to see that happen to him. But I told you before that this was going to be a high octane Dallas offense, and I cannot believe that it waited. It took this long to really snap them out of it because I really didn't see the type of offense I was. Planning to see in week one. I'm just surprised that they just it took that to get them to go ahead and finally kick it the gear in that second half.
1: Yeah, it's almost like uh, oh the the test has already started. We better get our act together and finish yeah. it right.
0: <laughs> I'm unreal, but Dak Prescott is, I think, definitely someone that is, especially with all the the assets that he has out there from the running back and wide receiver positions. My gosh. You your numbers whether or not he's a great quarterback or not, I I can't tell you that. I mean obviously we have to see him perform at a high level, that see him in the playoffs etc 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 a little bit more. But with the kind of assets that he has out there, both a wide receiver and a running back position and the tight end, he's got a lot going for him. So I, I think that it's really going to be something that we're going to be seeing down the road and seeing Cowboys at or near the top of the. Uh, situation right there when it comes to what we're seeing uh, with the Dallas Cowboys going forward. But we have one last question before we head on route. Uh, that's Ad-Rock. No, he just has a quick question on the the Haber situation. So here you go, Chris. For this weekend, yeah. would you start Josh Allen or Haber? Uh, and I would personally start Josh Allen because that's the safer pick because you don't know for sure if Justin Haber is going to be able to be playing. Well. I think he's going to be starting. I'm not sure if Tyrod's ready to come back yet, so I'm thinking he's going to start, but still, the safer bet for me would be Josh Allen against the Rams.
1: I completely agree with you, and and here's another reason why – we've experienced this in teams in the past. The, uh, the bills play at 10 a.m. Pacific one Eastern. The chargers are uh, a late game 1 p.m. Pacific four Eastern. So you really don't have that flexibility before the game to say, all right, Herbert's starting. I'm going to play him. So, uh, even still, even if we do know going into the game that Herbert's a starter, um, I just think uh, Allen's more of the safer pick. I think it'll give you more consistency. We saw one one really nice week out of Herbert, but let's face it, the Chiefs didn't game plan for him, and yes. I, I think now uh, Matt Rowland and company down in Carolina will have a game plan for him should he be the starter.
0: I agree with you. I mean, now that there is some video on the kid, you're going to throw some things at him that he might not have seen before already practicing in the NFL, so... On the safe side, I would probably go with Josh Allen. He's done a really nice job this year. And for a team that has pretty lofty expectations, I think that Josh Allen, if he goes ahead and continues his success so far, is going to be a solid pick. And like you said, could be uh, right on the fringe of a top 10 NFL quarterback this season.
1: Yeah, you know, a lot of experts got on his bandwagon before the season, and uh, I don't think they're as crazy as they did at the time. But um, I, I saw him more as maybe a guy you stash if you need a good backup quarterback, and it looks like uh, if you're really hurting, he's a, a good option at this point. Um, the running world always worries me, too. You know, if he gets drilled or whatever, there's always that concern. But then again, any quarterback can get hit at any time, and anything can happen, right? I mean, we saw it happen with Mahomes on a QB sneak a couple of years ago.
0: Absolutely. So we'll be looking forward to seeing what happens. Although I do really think that I want to see that if for the Los Angeles Chargers Justin Herbert, I want to see him get a chance, but I got to feel bad for Tyrod Taylor as well.
1: You really do. I mean, poor guy lost his job to Baker Mayfield in Cleveland and now this. I mean, what more could go wrong?
0: Exactly. Indeed. But my friend, it's been great talking to you again on another edition of Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Wanna go ahead and give a big shout out to not only Rock Out but Ad Rock. Either of you guys who ever want to stop by on the show and hop on the air with us, you're always welcome to. Just hit us up, isfantasyfootball at yahoo.com or also as well, at inside Sports FF on Twitter. He is at Chris L Sports. If you have any fantasy football questions, or Chris Ardieri on LinkedIn. I know he's not the LinkedIn stalker. That joke is already gone. That was last week's
1: joke. Played out.
0: Exactly. It's already been played out. I might be a LinkedIn stalker. You never know. I'm just starting to uh, get back into LinkedIn once again, starting to advertise there. So you never know what happens. But AdRock says, thanks, Chris, for your great insight. As always, I'm Telling you, it's just so blessed to have you here on another week. I'm looking forward to week three in the NFL, which obviously starts on Thursday, but we're going to go ahead and have our picks on Saturday. I'm going to go ahead by myself, just for ten minutes on Saturday, and have a video up. So you want to check that out on our Pick'em Challenge. I'm looking forward to matching wits with you. Of course, if that's the case, I always lose out. But uh, I will go ahead. It's debatable. And, oh well, it, it, that's another hour show in and of itself. But <laughs> we're looking forward to seeing what's happened in week three of the NFL. I'm also looking forward to see if I can get any more running backs out there via <laughs> trade. So if you're in my league, in the ESPN league, Indianapolis. I've got four great quarterbacks to trade. You guys need a quarterback out there. Come on, trade for him, trade for him. I need some quality depth at running back now because if you're not acting now, it's going to be a problem for you down the road, especially with Saquon Barkley or Christian McCaffrey being out of lineup for quite some time. Well, my friend, it's been great talking to you. Thanks again, Ad Rock and Rock Out for watching and everybody else out there that's watching and listening to us right here at Inside Sports fantasy football.